Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want to have these important conversations. We've got expert advice from the professionals. Nothing is off limits. Welcome to my podcast, Rach Leary Rated R. We are back, baby. Episode two. And this is one I've been looking forward to for a while. Sorry if I'm talking a little bit quiet. I'm literally recording this late at night at my parents' house the day before um, this episode goes live. They're asleep right now, so don't want to talk too loud, but let's talk fetishes, shall we? Um, For today's episode, I chat with Natalia Nad, who is a psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, and spiritual healer. She is honestly so fascinating and really helps to like break down what a fetish really is, how to treat them, as well as the most uncommon case she's ever come across, which I feel like you guys will not be able to see coming. I was completely surprised. Uh, We also talk about fetishizing people's identities, like their skin colour and within the trans community, which is obviously the slightly more darker side to fetishism. Honestly, we cover a lot and I learned so much. So strap yourselves in for an hour and let's talk all things fetishes with Natalia Nad. I've been so excited to have this interview with you because I feel like you're gonna enlighten us all and fascinate us with like your energy and your knowledge so welcome to the show welcome to the podcast Natalia thank you thank you so much so on your website you describe yourself firstly as an energy spiritual healer can you elaborate a little bit on what that actually means so I I, you know I advertise few a few um, skills that I have and that includes spiritual energy healing Although um, it is not only what I specialize in. So I do also hypnotherapy, I do psychotherapy, but spiritual energy healing is, is what I understand as, um, as uh, what theta healing is, what Reiki is, but my approach um, is, um, has evolved since. So I call it spiritual energy healing, but um, some people understand as energy healing. What does that like involve? How do you heal someone's 
spiritual energy. So spiritual energy, so everyone has energy, right? So everyone has a mental body, you know, mental body, physical body, uh, part of mental body is emotional body, um, you know, energy, as we sometimes say, oh, you know, I like his energy, or I like, uh, I feel particular frequency here, you know, so we, and everything is a wave, right? So the sound was wave, all that we see, all the senses translate, it translates that energy into what we then call um, translated into vision, right? Into words. So spiritual energy healing is what I um, call connection with our true self, connection with our um, inner power. Some call it um, uh, cosmic consciousness. Some call it creator. Some call it God. But this is not religion. This is more uh, using chi to direct um, uh, my mind into changing somebody else's including right. yes so that's changing patterns in the mind actually changing patterns in the mind not just talking about them or guessing what they are but actually changing them and usually changes are very fast people heal very fast with this oh. approach but my 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 um, approach is more supreme consciousness holistic therapy where i combine variety of approaches and yeah. this were, you know, it started with uh, my training, um, becoming psychotherapist. So Yeah, I, I mean, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to say, uh, specifically, you're also a psychotherapist and a hypnotherapist, which hypnotherapist, which both are job titles I'm more familiar with. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that means and like what that involves in like a day to day? So psychotherapy, um, I studied uh, psychology, went through two universities to master various approaches of psychoanalysis, CBT, um, person centers. These are talking therapies. These are wonderful, um, wonderful development of, of, of awareness of one's issues, connect the dots if you like, why, what, etc. But often people do not cannot cure their complex uh, issues because one has to change mind, one has to access mind, one has to uh, be able to transform the patterns in the mind. Talking about, you know, the virus programs in the mind or computer not going to eliminate them. So yeah. this is what pushed me to, 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 to um, evolve my skills into hypnotherapy because um, I knew that hypnosis uh, can regress person to the root cause of particular issue and yeah. um, and uh, more successes happen much more faster so you know I believe people need to heal and people need to heal now you know the, the, the suffering must stop now not in a year or two maybe 10 years maybe 15 yeah. years if ever you know so hypnosis does allow us so hypnotherapy um, has the two parts of it one is regression which I believe where the change happens but often it's painful and another one is suggestive. So when the change happens, then we do modification further with the suggestions. However, I, I evolved from that because again, you know, some people are not susceptible to hypnosis. Some people um, uh, cannot open up. Some people fear hypnosis and also there are limits too. So then I further evolve my skills into what theta is, theta healing and... Uh, and I continue right. evolving, yes. So when people come to you with a specific issue or problem, do you then decide kind of like, as you meet them, uh, which kind of way you're going to help treat them, if that makes sense? Do you decide that or does someone come to you and specifically want your 
hypnotherapy or um, experiences or does someone come to you saying like, I, I want your help as a, as a psychotherapist or they come to you saying, I want um, your spiritual like energy healing type um, expertise or do you decide that when you meet them, you're like, right, I'm gonna take this approach and we're gonna try this method. No, because you see, uh, people come usually with problems and sometimes they find, oh, I, I saw that you're a hypnotherapist, but you do something else and I've tried, hypnotherapy didn't work. And I see you do something else, you do holistic hypnotherapy. So it's like, I have more hope here. Or sometimes people say, okay, I've tried all the type of psychotherapy for 10, 15 years, nothing worked, but I see you do holistic approach and you include psychotherapy, but do you do more? Or sometimes people find me, okay, I see you're a spiritual healer, energy healer, and something just drawn me to you. And uh, others just mouth, mouth a word I heard about you help me to so right so the the goal is is helping right so the goal is for person to heal and heal fully for the cure the, the goal is cure not maybe yeah. we'll get there it's cure it's fixing and can yeah. psychotherapy fix no um so if someone comes to me for psychotherapy because i've outgrown it such a long time ago and i offer people more than psychotherapy can i do not i'm not interested just sitting and listening or right. hoping for so more perhaps a combination of like a few things in terms of the yes. therapies to help maybe deal but in the other ways it's more to help Cure. So psychotherapy is more like unraveling. Okay, what's yeah. childhood? What's right. teenagehood? Any bullying? Right. Any sexual abuse? What happens? Sometimes nothing, and I don't know why this this are the issue. Sometimes a person might not even feel what one is feeling. So numbness and, but yeah, psychotherapy part is wonderful for unraveling connection. Well, I feel like that's that's an important step in the curing yes. process, definitely. But that's, that is only just like opening doors because person connects with me, understands, you know, safety, um, understanding of feelings. And then when there is, but then there is another part, which I call mind reprogramming, you know, right, genetic right. reprogramming, uh, energy healing, you know, reconnecting all the, uh, um, all the beings part, mental, physical, astral, all the layers of one being and healing profoundly and mind and soul and body. Right. Oh my god, your your work days must just be interesting. So many different layers to and like elements to to what you do. But um for today's interview and chat, I really want to focus on your expertise and just like your knowledge on fetishes and fetishism and we hear the term fetish all the time and I've never really thought to actually learn more about sort of maybe the science and the psychology. So let's like take it back to the very start. What exactly is a fetish. So fetish is an inanimate uh, uh, object. Uh, so person, that, so it fetish could be heels, could be um, could be uh, tights, could be you know hair, could be um, some other object or a yeah. thing that person um, needs to engage, fantasize um, in order to become sexually aroused and reach climax. So. The fetish is is one's obsession about it. So fetish is one's um, prioritization in in sexual activities or need in order to become sexually aroused. Right. So how do people discover that they have a fetish? Is it 
taking it into the brain? Is it like a, a disposition in the brain? Because I heard, and I have no idea where from, but for example, I feel like a common fetish that we hear about is a foot fetish. Yeah. And I heard this, you might be like, that is not true whatsoever. And I can't even remember oh, I where I heard it from. Okay. But I heard that they're more common, like a foot fetish is more common because our f- like the nerves like in our feet and like when you touch your feet, that like the connection in our brain is next to the part of our brain that connects to our genitals. Like I heard like that in the brain, like that's where it is. And that's why a foot fetish is like really common because they're like right next to each other, like <laughs> in your brain. So like, yeah, how do, how do people discover that they have one? Um, sometimes it begins, um, usually begins in adolescence, but for some people it begins early in childhood. And, right. uh, you know, feet, uh, feet, hands. Or... Have you, by the way, had you ever heard that before about the yeah. thing oh, in yes, your brain? Feet. Oh, is that true? Uh, oh, no, no, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't see it like that. Although there is connection uh, from what you're saying, there is connection and meaning that brain makes from uh, about feet, for example. Okay. Right. So, so for example, I had, uh, uh, example, one of the patients that I have about that category because there's so many different categories and fetish is not, it's only a symptom. Yeah. It's only, okay. okay and it varies. Some may just like, okay, but it, they don't need this in order to become sexually aroused. Okay. They like, but there, there, so there is deviation when someone is already diagnosed or believes one has fetishism. So, uh, so feet represent something just like maybe some a ear could represent for somebody else or cutting hair to somebody else or sneezing to somebody else or wearing gloves to somebody else. So this is uh, a uh, variety of very, you know, different fetish. But what matters is what brain sees that because brain doesn't see just feet. Brain sees yeah. something about those feet. There yeah. is message about those the feet or haircut or yeah. or, or you know or or uh, wearing a rubber or wearing ties tights you know so fetish is um, usually people love their fetish and and often people fear to let it go in because the sexual arousal is very high as opposed to what they're able to experience in conventional way. And so that yeah. becomes very addictive because um, fetish obsession develops, fetish fantasies develop, and one then has to engage more and more. Fetish is part of paraphilia. If this is on spectrum where it it is more obsessive and one cannot, it, it affects one's social life, it affects one's relationship, it affects one's, um, one's productivity because it just grows like virus yeah. in the brain, in the brain. Yeah. I was just going to say this, obviously, definitely levels to it and I think something that is important to establish which you might be able to shed a bit of light on is like the difference between a fetish and then just like a kink so 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 kink I believe is um is not a strong impulse one it's not recurring it it it, one may have this fantasy but then the fantasy might change to something else and then they may vanish so this is like considered to be part of normal uh, sexuality just might be, yeah it just might just be something that you really really like rather than you know like a fetish I feel like are all fetishes if a person has a fetish are they dependent on doing whatever it is or like having the object or whatever in order to climax like is it like a dependency is it possible to you know enjoy it without it 
if that makes sense. That's the problem. When that becomes a disorder, one have to, has to fantasize in order to, or, or needs to find, or it becomes totally, total obsession about it. Sometimes people call me and say, oh, or reach out to me and say, I can't, that's it. Or often they reach out when there is already, you know, wife found out, and often it is in men than in women. Um, okay. That wife found out and wants divorce, and, and one cannot afford losing children, losing the family. Often it is pain that brings, or when it's really getting out of control. This, but often people, even if, if their life is in danger, because their type of fetishes like sadism is, um, is in danger of their lives, it causes, yeah. you know. It, sometimes, so usually pain brings people, but otherwise they, they, people think that this is normal or this is, you know, there are many groups, social groups or that, um, that fuel fetish addiction, but it is very addictive because it does give that what one's sickness cannot. Yeah. In a normal way. Yeah. To arousal. So, because mm-hmm. so, I feel like a fetish normally, you wouldn't necessarily see it as an issue if it's like, you know, you just like the look of people's feet and that like helps and stuff like that. But I feel like another layer to fetishism, which I feel like is important to talk about and it's probably more slightly, you know, serious and this, the darker side to fetishism, like you were saying then, it, if the fetish is obviously so severe and it's obsessive and, you know, it can... It can be quite dangerous. Um, and it's when people have a fetish for someone's identity. For example, you know, their skin colour and the stereotypes surrounding that, or, you know, someone's sexuality. I feel like a massive issue that people may not be aware of, or, you know, to be fair, I think personally probably needs to be spoken about a lot is, you know, there's a lot of fetishism towards the trans community. So do you think in these cases, these are examples of fetishes that need treating especially for the trans community because i feel like if this the fetish is obsessive and it's severe it actually puts them in danger if they were to ever come you know into contact with someone that has a fetish towards them it's always it's it's you know some example um a, a person that um a person that chooses to engage and it's like marry fetish they compromise something. They, they, unless they, there is, that represents splits in oneself. For fetish to develop, there has to be either depression, low self-esteem, confidence issue, maybe schizophrenia, maybe social issues, maybe all of it, or maybe a big part of different disorder. There's always underlying issue because for one to develop a need for fetish, one is not able to have that what fetish gives in a conventional way. That means there are traumas, emotional disorders that uh, brains trying to avoid, protect um, from ego and gives in a different way. Otherwise, one is not able to or one is inhibited. Yeah, it's like something's missing and what they're getting from whatever this is, is fulfilling What's missing? Some it is it, there is disconnection. So, example, I'll gi- I'll give it to you. Um, just just one of my patients um reach out because um obsession um developed and uh, twenty five years later, you know, fighting fetish, he he realized that his family is in danger and he 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 fears to lose. He fears for. Uh, he asks, asks actually, should I tell my wife? And it's often I hear that. Should I tell my partner? Should I engage with my partner? A therapist, a psychotherapist or counselor told me, which makes me shocked. Why would you bring someone into that darkness? 
why if this is not what sometimes partners marry um, sadism and masochism you know or they get together in, in, in their you know um, opposite sides because one wants to abuse the other wants to be abused that's this is different also sickness because that sickness yeah. grows what what else grows in which other abnormality grow as this disorder uh, develops so uh, a, a patient of mine and he he um often paraphilia, group of paraphilias, which fetish is part of... Um, so what, what is that um, that you're saying, paraphilia? Like, what is that? Paraphilia is a group of disorders which represent um, uh, sexual attraction, sexual, uh, you know, sexual arousal from engagement into abnormal behaviors or a deviation in um, fantasies and um, activity, is, uh, acting is out that of like Is that like when people... You know, sometimes you see someone got, gets married to, like, an aeroplane or, like, something. Is that Does that fall into that category? Maybe? Yes, part of that, yes. Right, I see. Uh, that. I mean, that's always completely baffled me. And I, and I didn't know if that actually comes into... Um, is that a fetish? Like, I know you said it, it. fetishes are, like, objects, but when it's actually, you know, you're clearly in love with the object so much so yes. that you want to marry the object is that come under the fetishism category oh 100 100 but you see brain doesn't see this oh hold on this is not a human this is not a person you can have a relationship with this is this is all fantasy but this a symptom that speaks much about one's inner world one's one's mind's disturbances one's mind's sicknesses yeah and that's just externalized. So a person that came to me was already at the age. So often it leads to needing to, because the urge is so strong, one needs to act it out. So people, um, and, uh, you know, for example, this person represents many, he, he would, uh, in distress, he would lick shoes. One day he would lick 30 shoes per day, you know, or, or would a uh, sex worker that would... Um, would um, um, act out of fantasies of other fetishes. So some sometimes a person may have multiple fetishes. One, and 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 the dependency, the addiction to that high pleasure grows. However, right. when one heals from the need, um, you know, fetish. So fetish could be you know um, different objects. Often it is also underwear. It is hair. Sometimes for some it is sneezing. I see. So do you find, like like I said, going back to the more sort of the, the, the darker side of them when it's, you know, about the fetishizing of someone's identity, is that a fetish that you think, like, needs treating because that puts other people in danger? And if so, obviously, I don't know if you've come across someone that's come to you saying, like, like I've, I've got this, it, it's a severe fetish, it's an obsession, I, it's putting someone else, like, at risk. What do you find is the best treatment for something like that like which approach do you find works obviously it will come under the um probably the psychotherapy to just analyze where you think that comes from but then yeah what do you think is the best form of treatment of a fetish that you know can, can be dangerous yeah so there, the da dangerous types of fetishes are those that to to life are those when there's trumping when one needs to be stepped on or, or 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 hit or kicked or you know tortured or hurt that's to do with with uh, uh, masochism one likes to be hurt and one likes to be damaged psychologically or physically there is an element of danger 
to them, but also those that do that, there's also mine gets it, brain gets it, it's pain, it's hurt. So there is an element of distress, but also development of further numbing of feelings and other emotional, psychological issues that this becomes normality. When person, when we when we align with ourselves, we are loving, compassionate, empathic. We are, we are good in our hearts. So when uh, behavior needs to deviate to such extent, yes, there is always damage, and for some it costs life. But it is addictive, just like heroin. The the pleasure is high as opposed to what they are able or totally unable to get in a conventional way because some have erectile dysfunction and need it in order to connect with some something with something they cannot when they are connecting in a natural way because of the damage this is so yes um but also there are emotional damages there are divorces there there you know there are um, the consequences to 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 this so identity um sometimes people want to switch to be um cuddling or be another 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 identity or um, they imagine to be, which means again, their inner power is inhibited, their esteem, their confidence, their self love, everything is inhibited. And some need to be, some need to be with with a different skin color, or have a, or have fetish called voyeurism, which is watching their partners engaging in sexual activities with a uh, black man. Yeah. Why yeah. you would think why this is such a common fetish? Why some some uh, you know. Um, some wonder, it's because often to, to, to a male that needs to watch that or wants to watch that or prefers to, to, to do that or engage or fantasize, one lacks that connection with inner masculinity or power. And this race of uh, black men is often represented with, uh, described as athletic, as strong, as, you know, as invincible, and he pleases his wife, and therefore his wife is pleased, and that translates to the brain, therefore he is a man, therefore he is good, therefore he's worthy being with. So that's, this is how it translates, this is about, you know, inner, right. inner currents. Yeah, yeah, because when I was thinking about... Um you know the the, st the stereotypes and the, the this almost like sexual elements that come with with that i was thinking i was like i don't know if that is because obviously people have preferences and types when it comes to just being physically attracted to people but when it's fetishized and you know yeah you do get those those kind of stereotypes but then one is not connected to the person one needs yeah. something in order to connect with the body of the person there is disconnection emotional heart connection right so is that what you like so if yeah if someone was to come to you for that is that your that is that kind of step one in terms of cure is finding out what is their identity disconnect if that's what you said which they're um sort of getting from that particular fetish is that kind of like step one you need to find out what is it that you're getting from that that you are lacking yourself correct so what is the need behind to be needed to be um you know dom dominated controlled and um and then you know and and it comes with story maybe wearing a uniform and one needs to wear you know the one that is being dominated maybe an happy or maybe you know lick feet or floor or slave 
you know yeah, yeah, yeah. what what is the need behind behind for, for the need to be dominated for the need to be subservient for the need to ha- to imagine one has no power in order yeah. to attain sexual gratification or sexual arousal do you see yes yeah. this is where it begins fetish description this is just um this is very uh, this is a symptoms the, yeah. the the meaning the the the, the analysis begin with what is your need behind your fetish or to uh, to dominate or to to humiliate or to abuse or to it you know it speaks to oh, those you know the humiliating one i've always thought is um I, I'm, I'm i'm fascinated by it you see it a lot more on tv programs and stuff yes. like bringing these kind of sexual issues to light and just showing not like how common they actually are but just you know, shedding some light actually on it. And I think as a, as people, we are just, when, when you're not really affected by it, it's, it really is fascinating. I don't know if you've um, seen the new show on um, TV at the moment called Sex Actually with Alice Levine. Have you watched that at all? No, I'm sorry. No, uh, well, it was a good, she's kind of just around the UK and just kind of really looking into like the sex lives, but the, the more sort of abnormal, I abnormal. say that with my fingers yes. like um, in quotations of sex lives. And I was it, I, I was watching it the other day and, and the whole uh, dom dominating thing came up and she was talking to this lesbian couple and she was and they were a a a I don't don't want to butch the word one was dominant and one was the submissive yes and she was basically sort of yeah asking like what is it that you get out of that and she like for even for the submissive she was like is is it a turn on for you to be you know she's basically saying that she she the the dominant one is turned on by the fact that she owns her controls her yes. so is that something that you would look into in the sense of if, if someone came to you saying that it's actually becoming a problem or, or maybe just wanted to like understand a little bit more about why they feel the need and the must to dominate their sexual partners is is it a control thing it is it is control and it stems from also the choice of uh, of the same sex it it, it stem, stems from a deeper seated issues which is if one has was abused or was hurt or was repressed was bullied one would want to bypass one's um one's inhibiting limitations in the brain where one felt defeated one felt um demoralized one felt nobody and worthless and that becomes compensated temporarily when one switches into that different act of being the authority being that and that cannot be felt unless her partner is submissive which plays the games yes you are the goddess yes you are the every you are the world i have no power which means there is a switch why would that person could would prefer that way of of abuse really so why does that like say if it does stem from you know possibly trauma in in the past how does that then become sexual i suppose maybe trauma well actually no i i don't really like again i don't really know you just obviously as a therapist might just uh notice a common theme but uh, yeah how does something that stem from trauma become a sexual thing yes because um and this now this now is really where the work became begins 
Where did it start? Why has this become? Did was was the parent-child relationship? What was uh, what child witness? What was um, developmental years like? Because mind gets programmed. Uh, about one's perception, one oneself and world. So if there is such deviation or abnormality, that represents that that sickness. So one, for example, may not be able to um, what is it? If you just do think of something else that is just 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 human is to do with mind. Mind is the cause of, of I believe of of any sickness, um, unless we you know we feed uh, our body with with something really bad and then it affects the mind and then it gives by us. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Back sickness to mental, emotional, physical, and, and life. So... Um, where, how does it start? It starts from, from pain. It starts from heart. A, like any sickness, whatever it is, where this is, you know, after paraphilia, uh, pedophilia, or whether this is ex- exhibitionism, or whether, whether this is warism, or whether this is, uh, you know, sadism, masochism, or other, other paraphilias, or any other issues for anybody. You know, it starts from pain. How one okay. responded, react, reacted to the pain. Did one shout? Did one learn, okay, I better be quiet, or just have no power anyway, because of what one going through? Although it's not true, one is always powerful. But then mechanism in adjustment to the world become either, well, I'd be better quiet with my angry father, or I, I, I better be controlling because everything falls apart. So some example, somewhere it starts. Yeah, For example, yeah. the, the person um, that, that speaks for many that I started to bring, um, uh, whenever he would get stressed, his fetishism would, would, would grow. And... Um, and uh, with you, developed to such extent that he would find himself staring for half an hour at his wife's uh, feet uh, and then realizing. And then, of course, acting this out elsewhere, which would, um, which would breed that guilt, that negativity, which eventually repressed, would further split from oneself and fuel the fetish. So... It got out of control, and but when we digged into it deeper, you know, in his adolescence, he lost uh, he lost one of his um, parents, parent, and that would follow to another parent, and the stress that child, uh, the teenager endured with his mother, caused he split from emotion, from intimacy, closeness with the one, although he loves. Do you see? Cannot. See. So there is intimacy issues, uh, just like for others. Uh, some lose, uh, uh, be, uh, you know, develop um, a, rec- a rectal dysfunction when they 
when they actually intimate, when, when, when they penetrate. Healthy body, everything is okay. Loves, uh, wants, but cannot. Because that kicks in some, you know, other traumas to do with, um, with uh, abuse. And that castration of, of, of um, one's powers just get activated in closeness. So there is right. that inhibition, emotional, I mental, and physical. I think that's why I just find it so fascinating and interesting of just how possibly something traumatic and distressing somehow in the brain over time just you know you switch it up and somehow it's yes they're connected but now it turns you on like I just think that's that's you know yeah when you're when for example the classic case of say you really need to be like dominant of your partner and you need to own them and feel the need um to own them and that's the way that turns you on because and then one thing and then powerful. it could be yeah it could be from childhood you were completely neglected so like yes i think i think that's that's or abused that's or really- criticized or felt nobody worthless a low esteem or you know too much pressure so when when one is bypassing that shadows or egos um noise and that is unfortunately in the particular way, one just reconnects with one. So when one, one dominates and the other pleases, the one that pleases and feels, okay, she is, she's happy now, I've done everything uh, she wanted, one connects with uh, self-worth, self-esteem, and feeling good, and feeling yeah. therefore wanted, and therefore feeling okay, I am somebody now. And these are normal human emotions that aid to that healthy body functioning because mind connects with the with the body mind affects the brain brain affects senses and senses affect the behavior so what about the fetish of um being humiliated and degraded and you need someone to just like basically just shout abuse at you like what i don't know if you've come across that yes, in your, at being a therapist do you what 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 seems to be the common sort of stem of that, um, uh, a came, case comes to me um, uh, at age of t- uh, very early in his life, maybe ten, nine. Developed um, developed uh, attraction to humiliation, and um, at his many lays, uh, years later, he he was unable to form any healthy, really intimate relationship with uh, with a healthy partner that that doesn't want to be abused neither nor did he want to but or those that are healthy wouldn't want to put up with that because this is this is abnormality either one yeah. becomes sickness to develop sickness for for that or one one has to heal so I, I feel like it's quite a hard concept to wrap your head around if like if you love someone why they would be turned on with yes. you hurling abuse at them Yes, so a healthy partner would find this um, often, I, 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 you know, there hurts. There, one feels um, not good enough, may result in feeling maybe not worthy enough, maybe um, I'm just not for him or I'm just not for her. And uh, But that's just sickness. This is not about that person. So uh, when um, when a, a patient came to treat this, it, it, it was out of control, needing to abuse the one he loves, needing to, you know, um, humiliate. Say, oh, so- it was it was him it was him wanting to abuse like yes. uh, verbally like verbally, abuse his partner yes so psychological psychological abuse so it is um sadism so physical psychological abuse where this is humiliation where this is um um actual physical um that's still part of that so 
when when that is traceable, every fetish um, beginning is traceable, and it makes sense when we look deep into that. So when um, uh, this, the, 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 uh, the patient was young, he um, he was sick, and he something happened to him that was publicly um, humiliated by his um, uh, schoolmates, and and uh, teacher teacher made it better. Okay, and somehow the co two connections, and it's often I hear two, the, the connection, brain made connection between uh, humiliation and being good, being somebody, being important, and connecting the two. Whereas right. before, he through his parents, he didn't get that there was emotional mental abuse, and so from that moment, the mind started to connect in particular way to the brain and with a partner in order for him to compensate that those feelings of of of, um, of absence so is so what about oh yeah no you said that he likes to uh, do that to somebody else but what if it's someone that wants their partner to humiliate them where does that or uh, an example of where that might stem from like why on earth would anyone be turned on by base, like by being insulted. It doesn't make sense, you know, to to people that do not have this disease of the mind. But it does, it, it, even though people feel ashamed about this or don't want it, or you know, suffer because of it. It's very hard to uproot this alone, because it serves the ego. It serves. Um, it, it it helps. To the, okay. to the body, the body. Why it helps? Normally, people um, often this is um, this is noticed in women when uh, often it's said that that under pressure, women under pressure or a particular category of personalities, they 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 need this. Yeah. Um, why do they need that? Because under pressure or under abuse, one has one has an order. To what? To subserve. Therefore, what? Therefore, um, uh, uh, submit. Uh, and with that comes uh, letting go of own um, maybe in, maybe um, you know big responsibility or stressors or uh, or pressures, and yeah. and then uh, body then relaxes and under the the you know so there is story that happens that the brain right. sees that the mind sees and because of that story there is greater release because one chooses to submit. I see. Do you know what? Because I feel like the humiliating one, or um, you know, the like maybe like be when people are turned on by pain, for example, or something. You see that a lot in maybe movies and stuff. And stereotypically, it's always a really successful businessman or like something that is maybe fulfilled in every element, like other element of their life. But then, in order to feel something like sexually you've got to go to the extreme and just feel maybe I guess like not in control of this part so yeah to be sh oh my god do you know what? that makes a lot of sense you're saying yes. it's a way to relax they can't relax yes. any other way but to yes. be submissive to let go of control yes they're to such a dominant like character in their everyday life and in every other element that the only way to feel some sort of arousal is yeah like either emotional ab abuse or like physically being like right oh my god you know that makes so much sense let go of control or totally gain control 
Right. Uh, unless we're talking about voyeurism or talking about exhibition or other other paraphilia or you know transvestite, you know cross dressing. That's 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 different. That's connecting yeah. with other different parts of the mind. This um, uh, domination, control, uh, humiliation is part of the same bundle because one who dominates often humiliates because that comes with um, with further. It just 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 adds more to the story and one needs to wear a uniform to also convince the mind that this is the brain, that this is really a serious situation to the point one regresses to nappy where one is, uh, one is um, you know, uh, feeling definitely helpless and powerless to the point there is nothing. What, what else is left to an adult, powerful, uh, you know, with great responsibility man? So is, so is, um, you know, yeah, you know, when, you you sort of hear or you see people that act like a baby or they act maybe like an animal. That's um mm. that's the humiliation sort of side of, of things. That, yes, chain, being on force, uh, have no power, have to do, act out different, um, uh, you know, uh, embarrassing or self-humiliating. Um, Again, on, on emphasizing how one is, um, or Hoover once, or tidy up entire, you know, house. Yeah, uh, you know, so it, it's the same, it's the same part, you know, to, that again speaks a lot, the variety of um, fantasies acting out, but speaks a lot to the brain, to the mind, back to the brain and to the body, which again then opens all other channels to allow that um, connection and that relaxation and, and, and therefore connection with. Yeah, I feel like it's it's so easy when you, when you obviously don't have have this um like disposition in your brain to just sort of judge from the outside but when you actually really understand the like mm. psychology behind it and start yes. to unravel all the layers it's actually really well I personally find it quite interesting to just sort of being able to understand because when yeah I mean it applies to anything in life if you've yes. never really experienced it yourself you'll never really fully understand and these these yeah these I suppose there is something something technically wrong like Correct. up up Technical, there and it is yes. it is a sickness of the mind it is okay well i feel like for the next and the final part of the interview i feel like we could talk about this and all the different layers yes. for hours yes. but um i want to ask you some questions because i had some of my followers submit in some questions for you that you might be able to help with yes, or just like shed some light on and help them understand Absolutely. but I have a question for you before we jump into these. And obviously I understand there's like a level of patient confidentiality and stuff, but yes. can you tell us the most abnormal fetish that you've come across? It may not be from someone you've specifically treated yourself, but or if it, if it might just be something that you've you've studied or you've heard about or or something like what's the like craziest or like what what we might think is the most abnormal fetish that you've come across that you've like someone's needed your help for uh, i mean they they, they they all fetishes they um you know i mean i see all fetishes as abnormal but crazy as um i mean I, because of so many years of practice kind of nothing because you see the person you know is the person that's hurting is the person that needs that help and you see you see the past so if you kind of go into uh, maybe what um less common Maybe or not as um, as uh, as often uh, less maybe less common from who, yeah. who reached me uh, reach out is was um, uh, a patient who wanted to who, who whose fantasy was uh, to be a sofa. Imagine that he's sofa and that his girlfriend doesn't know that he's a sofa and the girlfriend sat sat on, on the sofa 
and uh, and spoken to was speaking to someone, and uh, and the sofa was really big and just very you know inflated and uh, and that was his sexual fantasy. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Um. Or oh my goodness. Or or uh, sneezing, sneezing. Hear someone sneeze and become sexually aroused. I mean, Otherwise, I feel like that is probably an issue because that could happen anywhere, anytime. Like you're just next to someone on the train and someone sneezes, and then it becomes yes a whole issue. It like is. that's yeah, that needs help. But a sofa, a sofa. Would he get his girlfriend to just like sit on him like a sofa? Um. And, you know, because of this, he couldn't get a girlfriend that that he could open up to, and uh, and oh. the, the the woman he would be attracted to would not want anything with fetish, healthy, yeah. emotionally, mentally. How do you even go about trying to help someone with that? Because you see, that's just like a window. We need to okay. open the window. We need to go inside the house, inside the head, or we need to look into the hard drive. Okay, we understand uh, we have virus in our you know computer. And we need to understand, we find the roots. And this is where the healing starts. So it becomes normalized because when we get to that was human feelings, emotions, thoughts, behavior, you know, people may have, a, you know, a severe addiction. People may have, you know, severe um, other, th- other things, you know. Well, that's actually something. Do you find people um, that come to you with fetishes and stuff that they are like smokers as well or like something like do you find it because that's an obviously that's an addiction I feel like normally if you're a smoker or um, uh, you know maybe you have like a drug addiction or something your brain is naturally um, Mm, wired has that disposition because you've got a naturally addictive personality do you find that you know things like that kind of go hand in hand I sorry I just suddenly thought like I very good, yes, because with fetish, fetish programs mind. So association, uh, conditioning becomes stronger and stronger with time. So, okay. yes, uh, you know, um, addictive personality, I believe with every addiction there is, it's not addictive personality. I don't like when people, you know, I mean, uh, it's commonly used. But yeah, I be- that's I just believe, the common term I know. So. Uh, yeah, uh, many people use, but I believe that there is a need behind addiction too. Uh, need to escape or need to numb need to forget, need to reconnect, yeah. get confidence. So there's always need that, that fuel that addiction. So yeah. hence, unless one heals the need, one cannot get rid of addiction. It, it repeats. The same with fetish. If one doesn't heal the need that uh, fuels fetish, one cannot get rid of it. However, one yeah. can help with, with um, you know, cleansing thoughts and cleansing, you know, not watching porn, not watching anything that would um, fuel and, and, and feed that um, darkness lots lots of you know sometimes people oh have you heard about sometimes you know i i, uh, I get contacted by people who get um, sexual arousal from from uh, hearing urination that's literally what someone has sent in they sent in a question saying hi rage my partner has a urine fetish i'm not too sure how to approach this as i feel like i could be into it if the mood was right i feel like maybe trying it in the shower so it feels less less dirty and I want to talk to him about it but how do I tell him I'm not completely ruling it out but also not totally into it I feel like quite a few of the questions um sent in were about someone's partner having a fetish and just sort of like not really sure how to you know 
go into it because there were a few other questions where it's like like I, I want to please my partner obviously that's the end goal you always you want your partner to be happy um obviously sexually pleasing your partner makes you feel good as well but when it comes to fetishes and them being slightly more abnormal in quotation marks yes, for example yes, with yes. peeing and like like other things as well how yeah, how does how does like the partner uh, sort of maybe like adjust to that? Because obviously it's not their fetish; it's not turning them on, but Correct. they don't want to, you know, upset or disappoint. So there is yeah. fear. There is a fear. So there is an element of uh, of you know of uh, what happens if I don't do that? Should I go against myself, or should I just gain a little bit or engage a little bit? You see, I believe that one has to be selfless enough. One has to be selfless in relationship and selflessness from the one that has fetish is to eliminate that and access greater uh, greater depth in one's heart, in one's psyche that would, would, as a replacement of that, that would give that healthy sexual, uh, sexual relation, intimate relation, emotional, mental. Because if there's already, fast, if one needs to urinate on pardon, there's element of humiliation. That's a humiliation. That means there is already sickness. Right. In okay. the partner. So if that sickness uh, lady connects with, that already is, and, and, and then it becomes normalized, that is already damage that one, the mind, starts imprinting in oneself, which means her self-esteem, her self-worth begin to suffer. And where will that lead to? Because if virus spreads then in her too, will this help relationship or will this actually do what she fears it will happen unless she pleases? Do you see? So maybe she is confusing her partner's... Um, so say if it's more of just like a kink, they just kind of like enjoy... Or, or is being turned on by urine, is that 100% like a, a sickness and that, that that's more of a fetish and that kind of might need treating because if you kind of um stimulate that that might yeah it's causing more of a problem rather than like I'm guessing it can't it can't be a kink or can it I don't I don't know I'm this I feel like there's a fine line of what people might be confusing their partner's kinks with and like thinking it's a fetish but I guessing yeah if you if you're in the concept of like being peed on is linked to humiliation then that is something that maybe actually instead of going along with it you might need to say maybe you should talk to someone about that it is definitely no because you see she's already coming from oh should I I'm not feeling this is right that means there is already in a voice that say this is wrong well she, well she actually said like she's not opposed to it like she feels like she could try mm. it maybe if it was in i think she's more scared of the like the dirty uh, association with it like that's because if it's not a uh, if it's not turning you on essentially like <laughs> you are just being on somebody else like yeah it is turning them on but like i feel like yeah she's probably thinking that like, i'm not opposed to doing it because i know it's going to turn my partner on but maybe like you said with the fear maybe the fear of feeling shame afterwards that she's like i don't know if it's if it if it's worth that you see it's like every fantasy whether this is peeing now there is something else and then what's next because you know every fantasy wears out and then what's next so right. that that you know intimacy and that um you know purity it, it becomes contaminated as well that this is um, ob, this is deviation on which on how far the further it takes 
The more one is damaged, the more one needs something else rather than the conventional. So right. if, if essentially are... nip it in the bud before it becomes Correct. possibly something else. Before it expands to where, where right. there's no control and there is much loss. Right. Okay. Well, if you're listening and we've answered that question, I hope I hope that um that helps. I feel like a lot of the stuff that we've touched on actually does um, cover a lot of the questions. So we'll end on this you know, one. You know, just for a moment, it's about raising. So, you know, relationship has future when there is love. when there, And love cannot, fire cannot uh, blossom when there is, uh, you know, when, when something shuts it. Where, you know, yeah. it has to have... It has to have openness and has to have that, you know, good connection, hard, mental, and then physical with, otherwise everything wears off and otherwise everything just pollutes. The key, I think, to just any successful relationship is always, even when we're talking about fetishes, is communicating. Like, because if anyone's not communicating anything, like, in the way, or, or like just the way that they feel, something they want to do, like, and you're just suppressing that, I feel like suppressing anything is just so incredibly damaging and you then end up you know retaliating or doing something else because you're suppressing that and if you just spoke about it yes. deal with it and address it yes we you, you know yes. You, you just have to deal with the momentary like you know, reaction. It's a but, darkness. It's a darkness. Yeah. The darkness spread onto another. It's an ego's darkness. In yeah. order for once to get pleased. So if you need to please someone and go against ourselves or lower ourselves, that's wrong. One begins to become sick as well. Yeah, because in a, in a previous episode, we were talking, um, someone sent in a question about their partner being addicted to porn so much so that he was doing it in private and like doing it at work. And Obsession. like it was, it was a problem Fetish, because yes. he wasn't really able to. A sexual addict, yes. Yeah, because she had vocalized that she didn't like it. Like she the, the thought of, of him, course. you know, watching that and like not, but and like enjoying that more than he was enjoying her. There she vocalized, I, I don't like it. So the there fact you go. that he, yes. yeah, he, the damage to esteem, to worth, to relationship, a perception of has already begun. Someone said, My boyfriend has a fetish over the thought of me with other girls. So he wants to watch me and he wants, but he also wants to get involved. But how do I know that he doesn't want to actually? cheat on me if I don't give in to this fetish that he has because she's saying for me it doesn't feel right but I'm happy because I'm happy in the relationship I don't need someone else involved but I also want to please him and it's got to a point where he is always asking for another girl to be involved so what is very important to understand what is him and what is his mind and what's healthy of his mind and what's shadow of the mind, what's ego of the mind or what is already the sickness. So if one is pleasing him, him would want to please her and that is not to involve that. If one is right. to please his ego, then if one pleases somebody else's ego, one goes against oneself, the split happens in her and the shadow is fat, which means further split and further uh, further development of that virus between the two. That won't yeah. stop until the, the darkness is faced with no more. If there is relationship, if there is commitment, if there is love, the, such thing cannot breed. But the more one pleases the ego, not the self, self doesn't need that, is the mind's part of the mind that is sick. Right, so 
if one pleases sickness, if one pleases sickness, sickness grows. So when there is discrimination, who are you pleasing? Because if you're pleasing sickness, one goes against oneself, which forms splits, which forms sicknesses, which pollutes, um, contaminates the heart, which further then fuels control of mind back to the person rather than control of the mind. So we're losing the will, grip of the will right. in the car. So as much as he's saying like he needs this, he needs this, actually yeah. you're probably doing yourself a favor by not no, protect. You know, suppressing it. Yeah, protect. No, one must protect oneself and not let the, the darkness breed. Because often I hear, okay, I just led, I just led, and you know, again, again to the point, it just evolves. Uh, she is broken, damaged. He cannot stop that. No longer together, children. It's suffer. like a, it's like a spoiled child. Like, do you know what I mean? You you don't say no, and then there's they are conditioned to believe that there are no limits to this. So how far can you push it? Do you know what I mean? Is it, it, it's it, it, Yes, it, it it is it is spoiling, but it's you know in, children are innocent, but they're sick and children, you know. I mean, yes, the damage, correct? The damage yeah. grows, and to the one that does it. Because the neural connection, the imprints, the association, they become stronger and one needs it more in order to. Right. So actually it could end up doing more damage to the person the person that the doesn't person. even have the fetish, that the one that's You're just correct. That's the just one that wants in. to please and the one that tolerates this and the one that just think this is part of the norm because it's so, you know, so much of it on the internet, is social gathering groups of this. No, this is sickness. This is ugly sickness, meaning to the person that has it. It does contaminate partners to the point one has decided that's it. I can't have normal, I can't have partners that can please my shadow that now possesses him or her. So if you're in a relationship with someone that may have a fetish that you're not, you know, 100% on board with, it's best to actually not, you know, give in to that and... No, because it pollutes, it pollutes brain, it pollutes yeah. senses. And the more and if you don't want it, I guess if you don't want it to affect future relationships, correct. you need to... Happy you future need... has to, can only come from a healthy mind. Mind, right. control, mind forms our personality, forms our future. Relationships work. So the more it is polluted, the more our senses is polluted, the, the more our character is changing to that what serves shadow rather than self-realization, self-empowerment, and bright future. Happy right. relationship. It cannot, yeah. two cannot coexist. There has to be the, the control over the will of the car that is the brain, the, the mind that controls the right. brain. Okay, well, well, yeah, we've been talking for an hour. Natalia, thank you so much for thank shedding some, some light on a topic that I think for so many is just such a great area. But for those who might be listening, who, you know, might have their own fetish or and but I've been struggling to understand it or how to go about this. Uh, you know, I hope this episode has been helpful. And personally, I have absolutely loved learning more about you know, sexual topics like this, mainly because I'm just really fascinated and love to understand the science behind it. But, you know, so if you're like me and you feel the same way, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and learned something new. But yeah, Natalia, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rachel. It's been a pleasure. And of course, if anyone has questions or anyone that would like to just have a chat about, you know, their concerns, I'm here to help.
Wow, so much to wrap your head around in that episode. What an interesting woman and topic to dive into. I really hope you enjoyed that, guys, and learned something new or it helped in any way. And like Natalia said, she is there if you want to reach out. I will leave her website down below. Um, I'll leave her Instagram as well, although I'm not 100% sure how active she actually is on there. But just in case, speaking of Instagram, make sure, as always, you have followed the Rated R podcast on there. It's at Rated R Podcast, so you can get involved with the future episodes and next week we are chatting with psychosexologist Kate Moyle and it's honestly the best psychosex education lesson we all need. So make sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss when that drops. So I guess I will see you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.